Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How you doing, Todd? I am well, Rick. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. Listen, today we are talking about Satan again. Can Satan be bound? Ah, can Satan be bound? Well, yes, but not by you and me today. The reason that we're doing this is we hear this a lot. We hear, we hear people just say, I bind Satan in Jesus' name. Which, listen, I don't want to be too hard on people, okay? Um, I, I think what folks sometimes are trying to do is just say, I don't want to give in to the lies that are being thrown at me. And if you will, they're lifting up the shield of faith. They're putting on the breastplate of righteousness. They're, they're, they're reminding themselves of their salvation. They're shotting their feet with the gospel of peace. They're, they're, they're you know, girding their loins with the belt of truth. I mean, those are all, um, if you will, metaphors that Paul used for the ways that we go about spiritual warfare. And so if all they mean by that is I want to activate the resources and means that God has given me, all right, um, so that I might not be enslaved by various lusts, fantastic. But I think sometimes people pray in a way that makes them feel like, hey, I've shut Satan off from this area once and for all and for good. That would be as crazy as a person uh, who at one point just said, what we're going to do is we're going to fence off um, this area right now and do a sweep in Africa to make sure there's no lions in this area and never tend to the fence again, okay? That eventually will be broken down and that lions who roam freely in that uh, region will eventually break through and get back in. Just because you root lions out of a little region in Africa for a season doesn't mean they're going to be gone forever. There will be a day, okay, when Satan is bound. And I'll read you from God's word when that is. But here's the truth. Right now, according to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, the truth is, is that we are told to always be of sober spirit and to be on the alert. Why would I need to be on the alert if Satan was caged? Because I did something at some point or prayed a certain way. No, I am of sober mind. I know that I have an enemy and he is my adversary, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion. Now, that doesn't sound like somebody who is bound to me. And he is seeking someone to devour, all right? What we're told to do is not bind Satan, but resist him. We did a Real Truth real quick, which people should watch maybe after this one, which is how much power does Satan have? Um, he only has as much power as you give him, but he's going to have um, a lot of power in your life if you say, well, I don't have to worry about him anymore and be on the alert. We don't bind Satan. God does eventually. Right now, we go to war against Satan. But as I said in that other real truth real quick, the way we war is even though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. In other words, we don't just power up and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this a power encounter. It's a truth encounter, right? That's why we say, the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. James chapter 4 says, we submit therefore to God. We resist the devil. We don't bind him. And he will flee from us. An enemy that is bound doesn't need to run away. I go to a zoo, and if i got a cage lion, I don't care if he runs to the front of the cage or the back of the cage. And so I don't like when people try and pray to bind Satan, just because I think it puts a false picture. What you should do is be of sober mind, right? Like it says in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, the scripture says. Here's where Satan's gonna be bound. Uh, you go to the end of your Bible, and what's got happening is God in his eschatological program is wrapping up the narrative history, and what you're gonna see is for a thousand years during what's called the millennial reign of Christ, 
I'm going to read to you uh, what it says is going to happen. It says, um, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand, and he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and he bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss, shut it up, sealed it over him, so that he would not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were completed. What we see here, Rick, is that there's going to be a time when God takes away, if you will, the, the influence of Satan in the world. And what you're going to see is that there's still going to be, during that millennial reign, a rebellion that happens. That's another real truth real quick for another time. But I'll say one of the reasons, last reason that I want to touch on this is some people read in Matthew chapter 18, verse 18, and uh, this scripture where it says, truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And so people want to bind Satan on earth. That is not at all what that section of scripture is talking about. It's talking really there in the context of church discipline. It's not about keeping Satan out of people. It's talking about who's in the family of God. All right, it's a big difference. We don't bind Satan out. What Jesus is talking about in Matthew 18 is because you as his servant leaders coming together in subjection to him are gonna say, hey, that's of God, that's not of God. Um, that, that what we bind there is not the enemy, but the heirs of the enemy that can make their way in the church. And we're told to keep the family of God clean and pure. And we are given responsibility as believers and as leaders especially to say that's not of what that's not what Christ wants. That is of the influence of the devil, and so we got to resist it by not calling it right and appropriate and true. It's what Paul did in 1 Corinthians five, and uh, it's what we should do every time it's there. So Matthew eighteen, that that idea what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What we know from First Peter five is the enemy is a roaring lion seeking who to devour. So. Careful how you pray. I don't want to beat people up too much. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what, what is the prayer? If someone says, hey, I mean, is it, Lord, protect us from the attacks of the enemy. Like, what is the proper yeah. prayer for someone that says, hey, I want to ask, invite God's protection in to my life or in this circumstance? Yeah, man, listen. Uh, the Scripture talks about how the steadfast of mind, he keeps in perfect peace because his heart is set on him. The Scripture talks about trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I would say be careful that you stand against the devil and his schemes. The devil is a liar. That's his power. He deceives us, all right? And so we lift up the shield of faith that God's word is good and true, and we use the sword of the Spirit. It's the only offensive weapon. The way we resist the devil, all right, is we stand firm against his lies. So what I would tell you to do, right, is to meditate on Scripture and day and night, and um, as it says in Joshua 1.8, all right, this book of the law should not depart from your mouth so that you might be careful to do according to all that is written in it. All right, If the danger is lies, the solution is truth. Meditate on that. How blessed is that man? Not the guy who walks with the wicked or stands in the path of sinners or sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is on the law of the Lord, and on that law he meditates day and night. All right, good stuff, Todd. Well, speaking of uh, meditating on truth, we had one of the... I guess experts on scripture yeah. memory right here yeah. on this yeah, show. Our, and so our body and a friend, and yeah. Chad Pope. So be sure to go back. We'll put a link below on some ideas, some ways to help you memorize scripture, which is so important when it comes to countering the skims of the enemy. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick.